So it was as if, you know, discussing vitamin D and, and, and reducing sugar and these other things that I always talk about that can improve your immune system's health, it's almost as if they were keeping that out of the discussion. But this is an intervention that I would have supported because there's so much data to back up its use and they actually did it in severe COVID-19 situations inside hospital settings and found such positive responses, not just in one study, in so many studies with thousands of people. And again, these are severe cases. So you know it can still have that positive effect at lower doses for those who were not as severe, but it was preventing 40% of deaths, reducing your likelihood of death by 40%, your chances of dying compared to the controls, which were those who did not have melatonin. And in the prior study that I just talked about, a 13 to one difference in amount of mortality in the group without melatonin to the group with melatonin. There was also a study in France um, that was talking about, it was a study in animals, this is a study in mice, that was basically saying melatonin could block the coronavirus, SARS-CoV-2, because keep in mind, COVID-19 is considered the illness, SARS-CoV-2 is the actual virus. So people tend to use them interchangeably. I've probably been guilty of that as well, but that's not technically accurate. So the coronavirus itself, SARS-CoV-2, that melatonin blocked that from entering the brains of mice. And why is that important? Well, neuroinflammation is a huge part of why people suffered from COVID and for after illness time suffering from COVID. It's all about this neuroinflammation. So it says some researchers are exploring whether melatonin can be used to also treat, like I just said, mild COVID symptoms early on or even prevent infections. A study early in the pandemic, and this just uh, makes me so angry because they had this information early on and it just got buried. This somehow got buried. But it says a study early in the pandemic by the Cleveland Clinic found that people taking melatonin had a 28% lower chance of getting infected with COVID in the first place. So almost a 30% reduction in likelihood of infection. And then we've got 40% reduction in death once severely infected. And, and I wonder too, like what dosing are we talking about? If the dosing was maybe a little too low, at 10 milligrams, does that protection jump from 28% to 50%? It's like, this is something they should be reviewing and studying. And this should be part of everybody's like at home kit for when they are dealing with illness. It says, and this is, I find this so funny um, that they have to add this in here, but it says the use of melatonin in patients with COVID-19 is not meant to be used as a cure but instead as an agent that equips the body to better fight viral infection. It's, it's like, well, that's what everything should be. Everything that we are given should be something that helps support our body's ability to fight illness. That's kind of the idea. 
This is the idea of immune system health, immune system strength. It's based on allowing our body to do what it does. So I find it funny that they almost have to put this disclaimer like, warning, this is not a cure. This is just going to help your body do what it does to fight this off better. It's like, well, thank you. That's exactly, that's exactly what I would want. And then, you know, the irony in this is that the way they talk about vaccines is they talk about them like they're a cure. They talk about them like they're the solution. But they don't even do what this just said. They don't help equip your body to better fight viral infection. They do not do that because there are so many toxic components to vaccines. It doesn't better equip your body to fight anything. It actually burdens your body more, which makes it harder for you to fight things. Vaccines literally do the opposite of this, and they're putting the disclaimer on this one, not on the vaccine. Okay, next uh, research article. This is PubMed. Can melatonin reduce the severity of COVID-19? This is in April of 2020. Okay, this is in full medical journal, published. This is not somebody's, you know, homemade website. <laughs> okay, I just say that for all the haters out there because <laughs> I have no capacity for you, my nervous system. There is no capacity. If we are not in alignment, I'm okay with you not being, <laughs> being here altogether. I have zero desire to like, you know, have an online war about this. But you hear that a lot, right? They'll just talk about, well, this is not published in a journal. Okay, but this is published April 29th, 2020. This is early on in the pandemic. They knew that, look at the title, can melatonin reduce the severity of COVID-19 pandemic? And it actually talks about the pandemic as a whole. Can this actually help reduce this burden of this pandemic before it had even become something. Imagine if somebody actually followed this advice, what might have happened? And it was such easy advice to follow. So in this abstract, I'm just going to read a section of this. They say, children don't suffer from COVID-19 as much as their grandparents and have a much higher melatonin level. Bats are nocturnal animals possessing high levels of melatonin, which may contribute to their high antiviral resistance. Viruses induce an explosion of inflammatory cytokines and reactive oxygen species, and melatonin is the best natural antioxidant that is lost with age, as we age. The programmed cell death coronaviruses cause, which can result in significant lung damage, is also inhibited by melatonin. Coronavirus causes inflammation in the lungs, which requires inflammasome activity. Melatonin blocks these inflammasomes. Melatonin improves sleep habits, reduces anxiety, and stimulates immunity. Fibrosis may be the most dangerous complication after COVID-19. Melatonin is known to prevent fibrosis. 
mechanical ventilation may be necessary. This is using a ventilator intubation may be necessary, but yet imposes risks due to the oxidative stress, which can be reduced by melatonin. Thus, by using the safe over-the-counter drug melatonin, we may immediately be able to prevent the development of severe disease symptoms in coronavirus patients. We may be able to reduce the severity of their symptoms and or reduce the immunopathology of coronavirus infection on patients' health after the active phase of the infection is over. So that last line, and or prevent symptoms, severe symptoms that are coming after the fact of the acute illness when that part's done, what may happen in the body, it's saying melatonin may help that. I mean, listen to the list that I just read off. This was in April 2020. Explain to me why this was not on every news channel, in every doctor's office, and why this was not all the buzz and all the rage in all of the online social media groups that would have allowed some knowledge sharing and discussion on what we could add to our arsenal to help better fend off illnesses that come with this respiratory nature. See, because I don't care how holistic and natural you are. I don't care how strong you think your immune system is. The last couple years, as I've mentioned before, have really demonstrated different types of symptomology when ill with something of a respiratory nature. Even when you're eating well and you do vitamin C protocols, you might be taking NAC, you have high vitamin D levels, you eat clean, mostly organic, you're reducing toxicity in all different types of ways, you get plenty of sunshine, you're outdoors, you have a lot of physical movement. Even if you just checked off every single thing on that list, I can almost bet that if you've been sick in the last three years, at least once, something has felt different for you. And you may have rebounded okay, but possibly in a slightly longer time frame than usual. I know that was true for me, where it's like usually I have a head cold for two days and now I've got like a bronchial cough for two weeks. It's like that's not typical for me. That has never been true for me in all the years prior, no matter how many times I'd had sickness. So something to keep in mind that even if you're doing all the things that are right, sometimes the body needs a little extra support. And sometimes we can add things that we maybe wouldn't have thought to add before based on this level of research that shows quite how beneficial it can be for that specific purpose. There's another published journal article right here. The role of melatonin as an adjuvant in the treatment of COVID-19. This one is a systematic review. They go on to say, and a lot of this gets really, really technical. So if you love reading 
journal articles, medical review articles, peer-reviewed medical research. If you love reading that, then write down those titles that I gave you and go into it because there's a lot of really, really detailed information that you might enjoy. But summarizing a few of the key points that I thought were interesting in this particular peer-reviewed medical published article here, it said previous studies have pointed to oxidative stress and inflammation as the two main events implicated in the pathogenesis of viral infections. Okay, that includes, they mention influenza, Ebola, um, RSV, hepatitis, and obviously COVID. It says melatonin has various properties such as immunoregulatory, anti-inflammatory, and antioxidant. The safety and efficacy of melatonin have been extensively examined in different studies, both in vitro and in vivo, and in a wide range of doses. And this is what I said earlier, as little as two milligrams, as many as a thousand milligrams, benefit shows up across the board with no side effects really happening at that super high dose, which is crazy because there are very few things that you can put in your system in such a variety of dosing that would not cause issues. Melatonin happens to be one of them with a really extremely positive safety profile. It says increased expression of immune cell regulatory genes in COVID-19 patients leads to excessive immune response and cytokine storm. So you guys have heard about a cytokine storm. Essentially all these histamines get going in the body, your body starts sort of attacking itself because it's recognizing this sort of, it's kind of like a hyperallergic response, but on a body level. And it's because the immune system's overactive at that point. Our results demonstrates that melatonin consumption for 14 days in COVID-19 patients, melatonin acts as an immune regulator. Just in 14 days, they saw regulation on the immune side. We found that the use of melatonin had a significant impact on reducing oxidative and oxidant agents and increasing antioxidant agents and activity. Talking about how it goes into the body and it's searching for all of these free radicals. It's trying to get things that are toxins in the body that are hanging out there that your body wants to get rid of. Melatonin kind of, you know, moves in there and goes after these things on their own. Um, a couple other things here, and then I'm going to wrap it up, and then I'll have to do a completely separate one on the specifics with this research PhD scientist who is very well decorated and has a ton of experience. This is his wheelhouse. And so he goes into all the details, some questions and answers about melatonin. I'll do that in a separate one. But here is another peer-reviewed PubMed article, Melatonin for the Early Treatment of COVID-19, a Narrative Review of Current Evidence and Possible Efficacy. This was in 20, August 2021. So people were still researching. 2021 is now a year and a half, almost a year and a half after this had started. There's plenty of evidence already that said we should have been using this. And again, I think I really believe these numbers would have been much lower. But here's what they say, the results of their um, narrative review say, the results showed that melatonin acts to reduce reactive oxygen species mediated damage, AKA oxidative stress, cytokine storms, cytokine induced inflammation, and 
lymphopenia in viral diseases similar to COVID-19. The conclusion, these conclusions provide evidence for potential benefits in melatonin use for COVID-19 treatment as early as the day of diagnosis, aka you don't need to wait until you're hospitalized to start utilizing it. Says the use of melatonin, a naturally occurring tryptophan derivative synthesized in the pineal gland and immune cells, is a potential treatment option to reduce the severity of COVID-19 symptoms due to its known anti-inflammatory, immunomodulatory, and protective antioxidant mechanisms. As a powerful radical scavenger, goes in to get those free radicals, and stimulator of antioxidative enzymes such as glutathione and superoxide dismutase, melatonin also provides significant protection against cellular oxidative damage. Now, the bottom line is all of the ways in which we start to decompose, so to speak, comes down to the fact that we are having damage on a cellular level. If this can provide, and this is in their own words, significant, not moderate, not minute, significant protection against cellular oxidative damage, then it doesn't matter what the illness is. It doesn't matter what you're fighting. It is allowing your body to break down at a much slower rate. As you break down at a slower rate, you don't see the level of damage that we see when we're breaking down faster than we should. Okay, it continues. Many viruses, this is the key, this is not just about COVID. Many viruses, including the ones that cause a cytokine storm, tend to decrease melatonin synthesis. So that's how they get into your body. They literally go in and decrease your own body's ability to produce melatonin. That allows them to replicate because melatonin, if it was there, would stop the replication of these bad viruses or bad components, free radicals, toxins, etc. The way that they are taking over your body is the fact that they are reducing your own body's melatonin. This is why supplementing with melatonin can be so beneficial. You're just giving back the thing that these toxins are muting. You're giving it back so they cannot replicate on the same level. It says viral pathogens work to decrease the anti-inflammatory effect of melatonin by suppressing gene expression of many of the melatonin synthesizing enzymes. It depletes your tryptophan. Okay, so it's not allowing melatonin to be there again to do what it is designed to do. They're even suggesting that it's perhaps the fact that we have melatonin at night. And in the other articles, um, it talks about how tumors were not growing at night naturally. That's how they started to know that melatonin was beneficial to stop cancers. It didn't necessarily make cancers go away. It stopped them from progressing. And according to those medical doctors that have, you know, primarily all late stage cancer patients, they're like, I don't care that you have cancer cells. I don't want them to progress. Everybody has cancer cells. Having them in your body is not the danger. The danger is when they continue to progress and you can't stop them. Melatonin has been shown to keep them from progressing based on the same concept that we're talking about here with COVID-19 and other strong 
respiratory viruses. So it, these viruses deplete tryptophan, which is a melatonin precursor, and that's why it makes these viral diseases have much more increased severity when they can successfully reduce your own body's level of melatonin, which is protective, immune protective by nature. It says melatonin has been used to treat RSV. Never heard that before, but apparently that's scientifically known. So it's been used to treat respiratory viruses for a really long time. It says melatonin reduces hyperinflammation from respiratory viruses. It reduced the lung oxidative injury in a study with mice that were infected with RSV. Listen to this. Melatonin even has protective effects against Ebola. Now, Ebola is considered one of the strongest viruses that, as I call it, equal opportunity offender. It's going to get whoever and your chances of fatality are so high. How is it that something as simple as melatonin can actually have protective effects against that? That should tell you so much. It says melatonin really is responsible for kind of stopping a cytokine storm and it neutralizes that process with viral infections while at the same time increasing natural killer cell activity. So this is like a two-step thing here. It's preventing the oxidative stress coming from the cytokine storm and the inflammation. Additionally, it's actually increasing the production of the natural killer cells. It's increasing their ability to have a stronger activity to go after these toxins or these pathogens or whatever is attacking you. I mean, this is like a, just really feels like a no-brainer to me in all the different ways that this is positive with zero side effects. Again, it is not going to stop your body's ability to create this on its own. The only time it was suggested that it can interfere with your pineal gland's ability to produce at the right time of day is if you are taking it during 12 noon to 2 p.m. That is considered a solar cycle that naturally coincides with the body's ability to produce melatonin that will later get released in the evening. Outside of that, it doesn't matter if you take 100 milligrams a day and you stop two months later, it's not going to have a long effect or any kind of effect on your body's ability to kick into producing melatonin on its own. Remember, high dose melatonin is used for immune support. This is not about sleep support. This is immune support, but there is nothing more important, in my opinion, at this stage of the game, than finding every possible way you can, all these trendy biohackers out there, finding every possible way you can help support your immune system. Without proper immune function, you're not going to sleep. Sleep is where you rest and repair and you heal. Without proper immune function, you are not going to age well. You will be more likely to be susceptible to all sorts of illnesses, diseases, and any kind of chronic dysfunction that comes with the lack of vitality. So it says, but hopefully you guys find this interesting because this was really, really different information than I thought I had known about melatonin. And it's really interesting the all the possible positive ways it can really help people and, and the method in which it does that 
the last thing it says here in this one, I was just reading viral infections with SARS-CoV-2, again, that is the virus of COVID-19, can cause severe inflammatory response and oxidative stress. The use of melatonin may be able to attenuate some of these reactions. Oh, there's one other thing I wanted to say on this. It says, melatonin recommended early in the course of the infection could provide benefit as a low cost and very tolerable safety profile. It says, this is demonstrated by the fact that in cases where the immune system is suppressed, melatonin has been found to stimulate the immune system. Okay, remember in my last podcast episode, I talked about the immunocompromised. They're always the reason that we're supposed to be getting vaccinated, right? They're also the ones we're saying we're trying to protect. And for some reason, they feel the need to vaccinate those people, even though they already have this suppressed immune system, which to me makes absolutely no sense. They're just not capable of handling that toxic load. But what this is saying, melatonin is shown in those who have suppressed immune systems to stimulate the immune system. And in cases where there's inflammation, it's going to help reduce levels of inflammation. In the case of COVID-19, reduction of the long-lasting inflammatory and oxidative effects of the virus by melatonin allows the patient's own immune system to properly respond to infection and recover more efficiently with a reduced recovery time. Like what is better than that though? You know, everybody knows about vitamin C and high dose vitamin C can also be really, really beneficial during severe illness. That's kind of widely accepted. Why aren't we combining this? What more do you need than Melatonin allows the patient's own immune system to properly respond to infection and recover more efficiently with reduced recovery time. What more do we actually need than that? It says that those that are at highest risk for developing severe cases of COVID-19 should start melatonin as soon as possible. It's cheap, it's safe, it's effective, and they said it should be a first-line treatment for COVID-19, especially higher-risk populations. Why is the vaccine the go-to when you have options like this that can support the body's ability to do what it is designed to do? At this point, they're recommending only between two and a half to 10 milligrams at night. So it's, a, it's not a super high dose. Again, with some more severe or acute illnesses, you can recommend stuff even higher. Um, I found a, a naturopathic doctor talking about uh, the benefits of high-dose melatonin, and I just wanted to kind of break down some of the things that it's known to help and support. Sleep, ADHD and autism, neuroinflammation. Now, neuroinflammation uh, of the brain is, is inflammation of the brain and nervous system. Researchers have found that melatonin possesses anti-inflammatory properties and can reduce neuroinflammation and potentially slow down the progression of these diseases. And these are diseases like Alzheimer's, Parkinson's, and other mental illness. Think about that. Alzheimer's, which has now become a huge epidemic. Imagine being able to slow it down because you're able to reduce neuroinflammation, something so simple that could really have a profound impact on the quality of so many people's lives. And at this, they're saying for neuroinflammation, you're looking at five to 20 milligrams per day. So still relatively low. Uh, melatonin is known to help with GI disorders, immune disorders like mast cell activation syndrome, cancer, COVID-19, and detoxification, pretty strong detoxification, because it increases glutathione levels. 
supports detoxification of mold mycotoxins, heavy metals, and more. And finally, there was one interesting article. It's called, What If Melatonin Could Help Patients with Severe COVID-19? Again, these are all medical doctors, and they're sitting here going through the results that they found, which showed a significantly reduced mortality rate, less than half of the deaths that they saw in the, the groups without melatonin. This is such big news, in my opinion. And again, I'm like, I feel like I'm just, all this is literally just scratching the surface. This is like a, I don't know, I feel like this is like the hidden thing or one of the hidden things that they've known about that could greatly help support our body's ability to have a strong immune system with no side effects. They really just have not found any side effects, even in severe dosing. And it's so applicable in such a wide range of illnesses. It is beyond me why this has not become a normal part of public discussion. And if you're one of the people who kind of has this negative feeling about melatonin because of what you've heard prior, I suggest you look into it like I did. You'll be really surprised at the data that you're going to come across and how universally positive it is. It is so positive and demonstrates an advantageous result in every single study that they did. It's just, it's shocking to me. I'm going to stay on my higher dose. And again, I'm only doing 20 milligrams right now. Um, I'm going to stay on it for, I'm going to try for several months and just see if I notice a stronger immune response that allows the rest of my body to heal. Because the truth is, whatever caused what's going on has an immune component. And if I can't get my immune system to handle whatever latent dormant infections that have been there possibly for years that my body's been chronically fighting because it was getting weaker over time, if I can't resolve that, I will never be able to allow my nervous system to settle back down into that parasympathetic where it can fully repair, rest, and heal because it's going to be, there's always going to be something my immune system's after. Even when I'm not, I don't physically have symptoms of illness, my body could be, you know, part of my resources are being taken to handle, you know, these low level chronic infections. Immune system strength is, in my opinion, where it's at. Like that is, that should be everybody's prime focus. And keep in mind, just because you don't have symptoms does not mean your immune system is operating the way it should be. Just because you're like, oh, when I get sick, I don't get sick that often or whatever, or it doesn't last that long. All sorts of things have been reignited from exposure over these last three years, including Epstein-Barr virus, other members of that family, including HHV-6. A lot of these inflammatory viruses that stay dormant in the system are getting reactivated based on the fact that the immune system's overloaded. We've already got severe toxicity around us in the environment already. We already live in the most stress any other portion of the population has ever in history lived in. Um, the type of chronic stress we have in our system is releasing stress hormones at unprecedented rates, which are affecting our 
additional hormones, whether that be estrogen, testosterone, progesterone, and we are just seeing downstream effects from all of this. But the immune component is the main part of what causes the nervous system dysregulation. It is layers upon layers, right? Your body can handle a little bit, but then you add another thing and it's like, and then you just, you just sort of tip, but your symptoms become different and you think, oh no, I really have this dizziness vertigo thing. It's like, no, that is just a byproduct of the body's inability to handle the toxic load it was handling. So in my opinion, strengthening our immune systems is literally the only thing that matters at this point. And who knows I mean, we've got weather modification. We have engineered viruses that are like bioweapons. Who knows what's coming down the line? I've always said this. And I've always suggested that the immune system being strong is your greatest weapon. It's your greatest protection. But it's interesting to me the different ways in which this can open up now. The, the different ways, it's not just vitamin C. It's not just making sure your vitamin D levels. It's not just eating well. Sometimes you can do all that and your body can still be struggling because there are levels of mycotoxins and other environmental toxins that we cannot get rid of fast enough at the rate that we're taking them in. So anything that helps with the process of detoxification, that helps with the ability for the body to get rid of toxicity is to our advantage. And I was really shocked to find out that melatonin higher dose melatonin was one of these tools. Super interesting. I really encourage you to do some research on it. I'm going to do another segment on it by the guy, the main melatonin guy who's really the expert in this field because he, this is literally all he studies is all about melatonin. It's immune benefit and uh, the positive ways in which it helps the mitochondria. So it's really interesting. And if you like to geek out on science and biology and physiology and the way that the body works, it gets pretty interesting and pretty deep and it's all very positive. And it's just nice to know that we have options. We have ways that we can support our body. So the debate over melatonin continues, I'm sure out there, but the way I look at it, based on the medical research I've found, there really isn't a debate. The actual data is very clear and it's pretty much just all like green light on the ability to handle free radicals and oxidative stress. Super interesting. So I hope you found it interesting as well.